I complimented my wife yesterday morning and it worked. I did it again this morning. It didn't work. <laughs> Welcome to marketing. Yeah. And <laughs> like, humans. Humans. Like that. That's, I think that's what it really, really is. Yeah. And, and, and in my opinion, the state of the world for the last couple of years for me was a gift because it was a massive magnifying glass on the missing depth across the board. Mm-hmm. And it allowed people to truly get an understanding of what experiences they were in. They used to be able to smell bullshit from like, you know, 10 feet away. Now yeah. they can smell that stuff from five miles right. down the road. Yeah. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Everybody, welcome back to a uh, an interesting new format episode of the Mind of George and Emily show. Can we call it that? <laughs> yeah. New name. New name. The Mind of George and Emily. Yeah. It should be like the Mind of George with the sound sane mind of Emily <laughs> added in. Like cuz I feel like that is our our flow. It yeah. really is our yeah. flow. I feel like you're always so good about like are you and like you kind of keep it down <laughs> and like contain my crazy. Um I'm really pumped to be doing this. I'm really stoked. And so uh, before we get too far in, can you give everybody some context as to what we're about to do? Yeah. So George and I have been hanging out for the last few days in Montana, snowboarding, marketing. And I was like, I have an idea. Let's do a joint podcast with two parts, one on each of our podcasts. Yep. Because together, we make an incredible marketing team. Boom. We have the same values, but also complement each other in different areas. So we're going to go deep on first reflections from this last year, 2022, our lessons as it relates to marketing and then predictions for next year. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do a second part to this that'll be more tactical Mm -hmm. and be about what you should be actually implementing in your business for 2023. Yeah. So for everybody listening or watching, which by the way, we got we got fucking Montana vibes for days right now. Do you like this? Yeah, I mean, I basically live in Montana. You now. do. So just and for some context, why Emily and I, Emily and I have known known each other online for years, and yeah. then uh, just like everything in my life, the universe put us in the same place at the same time, led to a conversation, and then I basically realized that I now have two wives. Um, <laughs> And when Emily is at my house, I take over for Peter because her and my wife are twins, <laughs> which is great, though, because I just get it from both sides. But we do work together. And I'm going to make a Nostradamus prediction because uh, we are going to open loop this. So for everybody listening, this part is intentionally designed to be, let's call it 30,000 feet, right? Mm-hmm. I think reflection is one of the most powerful tools that an entrepreneur can have in their tool bag. And I feel like it's probably one of the one of the most underutilized tools mm-hmm. because it's just go, 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 yeah. go, 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 go. So the first part of this, this episode, 20, 30 minutes of this episode, we're going to talk at 30,000 feet mm-hmm. on my show. And the reason we're doing that is because when you're done with this one and you go listen to Emily's episode, which will come out probably four or five days later, um, we're going to go straight into tactics. Yeah. And so tactics only work when you have an understanding of why you're doing them at the 30,000 foot view. Yeah. And so I'm going to do that. And I'm also going to open a loop for you. 
Uh, Emily and I are probably going to end up owning a business together at some point. Yeah, like soon. Relatively <laughs> like in the next quarter. Yeah. I'm sure. So I'll let I'll let you guys guess however you want. You can slide into our DMs. You can slide into mine because my wife gave you permission. I don't know if Peter gave Emily permission for you to slide into her DMs. <laughs> you have permission. Okay. So you have permission <laughs> to slide in her DMs for any guesses, for any guesses whatsoever. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about 2022. Now, one of the things that I love about you so much is your ability to process large amounts of information somehow fucking magically, <laughs> like your Neo in the Matrix. Um, but to really see the trends and to see the undertones and to see the levers that led to those results in reflection and 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 hearing your reflections and reading yours and going through them all as like your fucking coach i don't know husband work husband call me your work husband <laughs> that's a good title that we'll is go like, with that can we just call that yeah let's yeah. Just go with that <laughs> with that wait <laughs> would that also mean though that i'm like a gigolo because <laughs> i'm a paid work husband <laughs> because i coach you <laughs> Oh, this is gonna get bad. <laughs> this is gonna get bad. But I, but I, but I be, I really love that. And and listening to you two days ago. Uh, and by the way, we didn't talk about any work snowboarding yesterday. I'm really proud of us. I know. I'm so incredibly proud of we us. We didn't. We yeah. did it. We were focused on we, our snowboarding. We were focused on our snowboarding, <laughs> and fun is the secret to making more money. But I was, I was looking through your reflections, and I was, I was kind of blown away. So, like, what, what is like one of the biggest biggest reflections of like 2022 that you noticed that you are leaning in on carrying in. Yeah. So, and we talked about this the other day and, and you were like, well, I said this, you know, three years ago, but I think one of the biggest things is this last year became the year that a lot of people either like stepped up and got to reap the rewards of what they'd been doing the last three years of building an audience and having that full foundation, not just like one channel or one offer or, um, you know, very removed from their business or like threw in the towel and, yeah. and had to, you know, step out. And so I think this was the year I've been calling it like the year of the pivot mm -hmm. because everybody had to pivot one way or another. And also it became really clear if you didn't have like an audience and organic marketing and multiple things working in your business, really what I call like the foundation of your marketing, you had to make a change fast because you needed it already. Like it was already too late, mm -hmm. but you had to really like double down on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, I, I actually, I saw that a lot as well. Um, and one of the things that I think is important about that lesson is what I found and our dear friend Vanessa talks about this. Um, there is a window of time that is required to see the effects of the changes that are made, but there's also a window of time where negative effects take over to a point where you can't recover them. And that's what I saw mm -hmm. a lot of in 2022 Yeah, is for the last couple of years, and we'll talk pre-COVID, a lot of marketing was still able to get by very linearly. Mm -hmm. It was very much like step one, step two, step three, right. step four you know, this page to this page to them, top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel. Yep. And it felt like cheating for years. Like mm -hmm. when we ran our first Facebook ad in like 2014, it was like for every dollar we put in, we made like 98 back. Right. I really miss those days. <laughs> right. But it was very linear. And then with COVID and what happened with the world is that it sped up uh, consumption and also shortened attention span mm -hmm. and increased the amount 
of places that people are getting touch points to mm-hmm. where marketing has always been a very system-based process. Mm-hmm. But we were able for years to get away with thinking about it linearly because we had these silos that it worked in. Mm-hmm. All of those silos stopped working when everybody's consumption increased because now they're not just on Instagram for that 30 minutes after work. Mm-hmm. They're working from home and they're on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and shorts mm-hmm. and email. And so what I noticed is that everybody who had more of a holistic view of at least somewhere in their home, like their mm-hmm. community for people to go, were able to pivot a lot faster than all the ones that were so s- focused on that silo. Mm-hmm. And really, whether it was they built their whole business on paid media and then iOS updates came, mm-hmm. everything changed, and then they're like, <gasps> yeah. or um, they built their whole business on organic mm-hmm. and they even lost some organic pull because they were so deep in one area, but not really going where their customers were. They were trying to bring them to where they were. Mm-hmm. And I saw a lot of that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where I think everybody has to understand when, when you think about marketing. One of the ways that I like to think about it is I like to think about it in real world scenarios, like grocery stores, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't know why, but grocery stores work every time. Because I'll walk into that grocery store and I'll walk by a product seven times. Yeah. And then one day I'll be sitting at my house and I'll have a craving. And I'm like, oh my God, last mm-hmm. time I was at Safeway, I saw this thing and I will like drive to Safeway to pick it up yeah. and then grab it. But that wasn't linear. It was more so that there was an ecosystem designed that allowed me to get these touch points to when I was ready to make the decision, Mm -hmm. there was an easy place for me to go. Yeah. And on that, like you're talking about consistency, I mean, touch points, I think the number of touch points has increased. Like people still say that seven to 10. I'm like, it's 30 to 40. It's even more than that. It's so many. So here's what's crazy. and, and, And I'd love your thoughts on this, but back in 20... 2018, when I had a particular client near where mm-hmm. you live that I won't talk about for this particular I think I reason. know what you're going to say. Which one? The study. Which one? About the touch points. That one? I shared this on my podcast because yeah. it's so good. I know. <laughs> I know. And so we we set out. So this was like 2018 and everyone's like, it was that number. It was like, it was somewhere between like, and why is it always fucking odd numbers with marketers? <laughs> Do you realize that? Like nobody likes even numbers. It's always like three, five, seven or nine. Yeah. I'm just going to start doing like two and a half lessons I learned this year. <laughs> 3.75 lessons. I, I think we should do that. Um, but we invested a large chunk of money. We mm-hmm. spent $5 million figuring this out. Mm-hmm. And we were operating under the consumption. And this was five years ago right. that it was like, oh, yeah, it was like eight touch points. And yeah. we were operating a profitable business. When we built this system and started measuring, we were using multi-touch point attribution, reverse engineering, and we were investing very heavily intentional ad dollars to basically be able to map the journey that somebody took. It was taking on average between 26 and 31 touch points. Wow. That was for a $60 product. And five years ago. And five years yeah. ago. So and, now it's probably 40 plus. Well, I think it's probably in the hundreds, but I think yeah. people don't understand what a touch point is. I was is. just going to say that. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody what touch point is? I mean, is. a touch point can be they're scrolling social media and they just scroll past your ad. Yes. They see your email in their inbox. They don't even open it, yes. but they see your name. Yes. It's, it's, got, it's 40 plus. You're probably right in the hundreds. Yes. And I think the reason it's so important to remember that is that in the reflection of like what that lesson is for 2022 – 
I've said this before, and this is a big one, and I harp on this with my team. A lot of people are going to ask how, like, how mm-hmm. do we do that? Mm-hmm. Right. We'll cover the how yeah. in the next episode, but I'll tell you the context of the how. Mm-hmm. The most important thing for marketing in 2023 and beyond is consistency and congruency. Because what you have to understand is that that touch point carries way more power than you realize. Mm-hmm. Because if somebody meets me in person, they have an experience with me, they see me on a podcast, boom, 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 and everything matches. And then this one-off time, they're scrolling through social and I decide to have an emotional meltdown as an entrepreneur and get involved in politics because I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. And then that's what they see. That one touch point doesn't necessarily move them back one. It could move them back further away from yeah. me than where they started. Yeah. And so consistency congruency is one of the biggest ones. And and that's where I think that ties into that first lesson in reflecting that was missing for a lot of people because yeah. they were in those silos. They were in that bucket, but then there was nothing else. Or it was like, oh, I'll throw this up on social or yeah. I'll just push this one email out because I don't know what to send this mm-hmm. week. And it was lacking that plan that didn't come from that reflection time. Yeah. And I love what you said earlier about it was so linear before, because I think that people are still really struggling with that of Mm -hmm. like, well, I launched the funnel and I did the webinar and I posted seven times a week on social (laughs) media and I checked all those boxes and people are still not buying. Yep. And it's like the goal is the consistency and the congruency and especially this last year and just normalizing the fact that like if you're feeling that, that's normal that you like that became the goal. And serving your audience and realizing where do I need to make some pivots and changes? Like everybody I know did some sort of pivot in the last year, like a big pivot. And the goal became just keep moving forward, Mm -hmm. just stay consistent, just serve my audience, just show up versus like, okay, I need to get 5x return on ad spend on this and I need to make sure my social media brings in this many leads every single month. It just doesn't work that way. And if you go back to marketing, that's how it used to be. Yes. Your billboards, radio ads. Yes. Like you could not track, oh, I got 100 leads and two sales from my radio ad. Yes. And so what I think for everybody listening to wrap this before we go into an Emily rant, which I'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited <laughs> about an Emily Hirsch rant. When she gets going, she gets going good. And I think the next one's going to rant. I, I think in understanding this, use this as an opportunity to recognize that digital marketing, that the digital ecosystem is no different than a brick and mortar business 60 years ago. I think what I had some maybe accidental foresight in was that because I didn't have a background in business, I didn't learn marketing very similar to you. I just learned through doing mm-hmm. it, which means I learned through people. I very rec- I recognized very quickly that like, oh, this would be, oh, if I ran a brick and mortar store, I wouldn't do it this way. Why would I do it online? Mm-hmm. And just understanding that is that the digital ecosystem is a world. And there are ways to measure value and measure inputs and get to get those results. Like in KPIs matter and leads matter and things matter. But those are all a byproduct mm-hmm. of a successful experience or a relationship or somebody feeling a certain way. Not when you want them to feel it or how you want them to feel it, mm-hmm. but in a system to where they can feel it. And when they're ready, they can lean in and take that step. Yeah. And I think you summed it up in a sentence a minute ago. You're like, be consistent, serve my audience yeah. and keep going. Yeah. And you don't know where that's going to take you. You don't. Like a year from now, you don't know exactly. You can't plan it out exactly because if you are doing that, you're not listening. You're not. 
you're not. And what ends up happening earlier, like that delayed payoff is the blinders go on and you're like, this is the one thing that's going to make me win this race. Mm -hmm. But when you're so focused on it's the one thing, you miss the 17 signs where the micro adjustments should have and could have been made. But by the time the pain is in place, you're 90 days past the decision point where the choice had to be made. Yeah. So then at that point, it's make the new choice, but then stay consistent and give it time to recover and Mm -hmm. to go to get to that point. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people this year came to me and said, but this used to work. Oh. So it has to work because it used to work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I complimented my wife yesterday morning and it worked. I did it again this morning. It didn't work. (laughs) Welcome to marketing. Yeah. (laughs) And humans. Humans like that. That's, I think that's what it really, really is. And and, and in my opinion, the state of the world for the last couple of years for me was a gift because it was a massive magnifying glass on the missing depth across the board. Mm -hmm. And it allowed people to truly get an understanding of what experiences they were in. They used to be able to smell bullshit from like, you know, 10 feet away. Now yeah. they can smell that stuff from five miles right. down the road. Yeah. And so you're going to have to understand that at the end of the day, to wrap this lesson, the number one thing that every business is built on is a successful relationship with a customer. Mm-hmm. And that has to be at the forefront of everything. Yep. The how is the art. Mm-hmm. The science is that you need one and you need to serve them. The art is how you pivot that to not get your blinders on and not get so stuck of like, this is the way. Because Mm -hmm. the beautiful part is we say that and we're like, oh, this used to work. Well, here's what's funny. There's things that worked 11 years ago that I'm using now that are working again. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And just like those seasons come and go, having that understanding in business is probably one of the most powerful Yeah. And being open to it. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. All right. What's number two? Okay. The next one, which we ranted about. In our in our strategy session, and actually George is the one who went off, and I was like, "Dang, I wish I had a video of that," because this is where our alignment is so strong. Yep. Um, for me, this past year, really the last two years, but this past year especially, it just became so clear: the entrepreneurs from the digital marketing space who were so set still on passive funnels, passive income, um. I want to set it up. I want to get it running and I just want it to work. And if it doesn't, then I'm going to blame XYZ for it not working. And the reality that that has really never existed. I think it was possible like seven, five years ago, more so because there was a lot less saturation. Mm -hmm. And like you said, ad cost, it was like, you know, 10x plus return. So that became like, oh, this is normal. And that was such a short period of time. And so I've seen people who are so resistant to not accepting that there's no such thing as passive. There's no such thing as a passive business. And you said it great. You're like, there's no passive garden. There's no (laughs) passive anything. Like that doesn't exist. And so with marketing, there's a lot of people who get into trouble with that because they think like if I just set up my ads, I don't have to show up. I don't have to make videos. I don't have to create content. Once my funnel is made, I'm done. And I just want this to run in the background. And if I hire someone to help me and I see this with clients and I have to say like, no, that's like, we won't work with you if that is the the expectation because it does take two partners. Um, And I think the people this past year who have had that expectation for the last several years really struggle. But what frustrates me the most 
is the people who promote that idea and then make everybody else who's trying to achieve that feel like it's them who's doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Because I get people in my inbox all the time who are like, you know, I did these things. I crossed it off. I, you know, I checked the boxes. I followed so-and-so's blueprint and it didn't work for me, but it's working for them. And I'm like, no, you don't see what's going on inside their business. Like it's taken three years and an automated webinar funnel is Sure, the webinar is running. There's constant refinement being done to the webinar, to the emails, like adding things in. I see it because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But people have this expectation and they think it's them. And yep. that is what frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I, I bet on I bet on that same rant like three times in the last month, probably. Yeah. I spoke at an event, went on the rant, you and I went on it. And I was like, okay, cool. If you think about your marketing, like you think about your marriage or think about your best friend or think about your parenting your child or think about a colleague at work, you can do everything in the world to try to automate that Mm -hmm. and make it passive. Mm -hmm. And I want you to test it and let me know how long it takes before your partner asks you to move into a hotel. Right. Right. Or I want you to go out. I want you to spend all the time prepping the soil, tilling the soil, fertilizing the soil, planting the seeds, getting them in the thing, and then never water them. And then let me know how it goes. Yeah. Because it's absolutely fucking impossible. (laughs) So let me just look. No passive anything. Right. But what I think the lesson in this, and you said this, and I think it's such an important call out and it's so easy to land this plane. What processes, what systems, what funnels, what strategies, what Mm -hmm. sales systems do is they set a container and a baseline foundation of automation that then allows you to come in and nurture and water while that is doing a brunt of the work. Yeah. And I think that that's the way that it has to be thought about. Yeah. It's like, yes, you can make the course, you can make the VSL, and then you can put it up. But we can talk about ad fatigue for days. We can talk about the half-life of an Instagram post. Like four years ago, the half-life of a tweet was like 38 seconds. Yeah. That meant that like when that tweet went live, for about 38 seconds it was there. And then after that point, nobody was ever going to see it again. Mm -hmm. Right? And so that doesn't mean my VSL doesn't work. It doesn't mean my webinar doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that my offer doesn't work. But if I'm not continually going to find water, to put in my bucket to water that garden, that garden will not grow. Mm -hmm. And so there is no finish line in this game. The moment you get an offer that works, now your job is, oh, I'm in a committed married relationship. I need to continue to water this to give it the best chance of success. Yeah. And I think with any relationship, the most dangerous thing you can do is think you don't have to do any work. Yes. And then there's a delayed reaction of when that starts to like impact you. Thousand percent. And I've been there too with different areas of my business where it's like, okay, I'm experiencing the the delayed negative reaction of the last six months. And yeah. and I think that happens in marketing too is people I see this a lot where like last year where for whatever reason they would stop ads or stop marketing and then things were okay yep. for a little while. Yep. And then it caught up of like, oh well we haven't actually brought in a lot of leads and we haven't been growing our audience and we haven't been consistent and we haven't nurtured and we haven't emailed our list and we haven't shown up. And now three, six months later we're paying for it. Thousand percent. And it takes a little bit of time to get back. And and so staying like we were talking about, the consistency is so important and not having the goal of passive. Like just Yeah delete that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because the passive gets you in the wrong mindset. Everything is active. Everything requires intention. Everything requires presence and everything requires effort. 
It's just making sure that you're watering the right place Mm -hmm. and that you're not planting 38 gardens thinking that they're all going to passively work. Yeah. That you plant the one and then you tend to that one and you give it everything it needs to work. You work Mm -hmm. on the relationship until it works and then you maintain it until it has a new point where it needs to be iterated or reflected again. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Should we go to our next one? Yeah. All right, Em. So we hit one. We hit two. What's three? Yeah. So this is just an observation from last year, which has a positive to it. And I saw across the board ad costs go down, which is normal in a time of recession, economy state, people pull their ad spend. And so it got cheaper. And so that I think is cool to share because there is a lot of opportunity right now. There's a lot of people out there who are going to be fear mongering, like it's the recession, you should be afraid. And so don't do anything, don't take action. And I think that's the wrong thing to do. However, buyer hesitancy is higher. So you're getting, for the most part, less expensive traffic, cheaper cost per leads. I saw it go way down from the previous year in most cases, but buyer hesitancy is higher. So what does that mean? Usually takes a little bit longer to convert someone into a sale, which means the long game in in marketing and a business is so important. And we've been talking about consistency, but that comes down to consistent, you know, lead generation because you don't know that those might not convert for six months. And so playing that long game and looking at your marketing from that higher perspective is that's like the theme I could say, because so many people look at it of like, I need to you know spend my money, make it back, post on social media, do this and see that instant return. Yeah. And that has just really shifted this last year. And then in that note, there's a lot of opportunity. And I For think sure. if you focus on serving your audience and solving a problem, people still have problems. People they, still need solutions. They do. And there's a ton of opportunity for the businesses who are willing to still invest in their marketing, whether that's time or money or however it looks for their business to invest and show up. There's a lot of opportunity because there's a lot of businesses pulling back or pulling out. Yeah. And and I think the important point of this, like I had a, you know, my word of the year this last year or 2022 is simplicity, but two years ago or three years ago, my theme of the year is your measuring stick is broken. Mm-hmm. And it applied into the window of how long it takes to result, but also in business. And, and what I what I like to challenge entrepreneurs with is, is that, oh, I put a dollar in today and I made it out tomorrow. And I'm like, are you trying to build a one week business? Mm-hmm. Right. Because like what, what we forget to recognize is that time and patience is like the greatest yeah. asset when it comes into building a business. Mm-hmm. And there is no short-term instant win that lasts into the long game. And so with what you noticed, we've noticed it as well. Ad costs are down because just for people to understand, there's a limited amount of inventory, mm-hmm. right? Spaces for ads to be shown. So the more people that are buying and then there's not enough inventory to show that ad, now you're competing for who can pay more to get the ad shown. Yeah. So at the end of the year, when people pull their dollars out mm-hmm. and they're doing their end of years, they're doing their budgets, they're doing whatever, and ad costs go down, that is opportunity. But I will say this, and you said this before, the buyer hesitancy is up because everybody's filters are now up to what's really happening because mm-hmm. they've consumed so much content. And really because of COVID, people got what would have been the equivalent of 12 years of marketing into two years because their consumption went up. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about hours and hours of extra consumption every day. So my takeaway on this one is twofold. Number one, understanding that when there's opportunity for paid media, that is opportunity, but paid media is not a business. It's an accelerant for a business. Mm -hmm. And I say this to you and it's, it's almost annoying at this point. 
But when we think about traffic, you really have to understand there are only three types of traffic. There's owned traffic, earned traffic, and paid traffic. Mm -hmm. Owned and earned traffic, one of those two is required for paid traffic to be effective. Yeah. So my analogy for everybody is, is paid traffic is lighter fluid. And if I walk out the back door in Montana and I pour lighter fluid on the ground, I'm just going to look at lighter fluid on the ground. No fire starts, nothing mm -hmm. big. If I have a campfire going, even if it's tiny, even if it's tiny, that campfire is made up of owned and earned traffic. Mm -hmm. And I add a little bit of lighter fluid, it becomes an explosion because there's a place for that ad traffic to go and for it to work. Yeah. And so ad traffic and pay traffic is critical if it's something that you use in your business, but you also have to make sure that if you're using it, you're not using it as a liability because you've seen this and I've seen this for years. I have friends that have spent the last three or four years spending 30 to $40 million on paid traffic that are no longer in business mm -hmm. because they spent all that money to get all that attention and the only ones that were nurtured were the buyers. Yeah, And then everybody else dissipated because there wasn't a home for them. There wasn't a, a community. There wasn't an email list. There wasn't an, anything, an ecosystem yeah. for them to live in. So then all those leads now are gone. You can't get them back. Right. And without that, they weren't able to scale or grow their business. And so I think you have to understand that when there's opportunity, the only way to grab it is to be intentional about having a plan and knowing how you're going to use it. But just because ad costs are down doesn't mean if you go throw $8,000 at a webinar ad right. that it's going to convert. And with the buyer hesitancy piece, customer journey, customer journey, customer journey, customer journey, customer journey, <laughs> customer journey. Our job is not to force somebody to take an action. It's to show up consistently and congruently until they're ready and they know what action to take. Mm -hmm. None of us, you, me, anybody listening to this, ever want to be forced into doing anything. And when we get forced, we get reactive, right? You get forced at a car dealership, you walk out. You get yeah. treated bad in a sales store, you get walked out. You're asking questions like, I don't want to answer it, buy it, you walk out. You have a coach who's like, I won't talk to you till you pay me, they walk out. Well, that hesitancy exists no matter what, because ultimately what a human being has to feel to buy something is safety. And so with the cost being down, understand that nurturing or watering those leads or watering those relationships will most likely always have a positive payoff. But what you have to understand is that no relationship was built overnight. Right. Rome wasn't built overnight. Buildings that last were not built overnight. And just to be a cheesy dick, lighthouses that were built in a day don't stand. But the oldest living lighthouse has been in operation for over 1,200 years. Yeah. And it's because it was built on a solid foundation and the work was put in. Mm -hmm. And so understanding that costs are down and that hesitancy is up, that hesitancy just means that they need more touch points or a better ecosystem that allows them to feel safe. Yeah. That doesn't mean they need to be told to buy it again or buy it now. It means they need to be helped navigated and moved into that after state, which I should probably talk about on the next episode. Yeah. On I was going to say, we that. need some tactics associated yeah. so, with this. <laughs> this is not the tactical episode. Yeah. You know what happens if you're in my room and you ask me how. I get fucking angry. <laughs> I get angry when you ask me how because, and it's not because I don't love talking about the how, but the how without the 30,000 foot view is a liability. Yeah. And when how is the first question, it's a guaranteed loss. When mm -hmm. how is the second question, you're most likely more designed to win, yeah. right? And totally. I'd say that in the game of how, the number one step is intention. The number two step is like, what are we trying to accomplish? 
and for who and what. And then the third step is how do we do that? Mm -hmm. And so when you said this like instant gratification, I think everybody listening, understanding that the moment you have instant gratification or you have the the want for instant gratification, your blinders go on mm -hmm. and you become so hyper-focused that you miss all the pieces and the parts that would actually allow you to have that measure. Because just because your ad was down for three days, if I zoom out to a 12-month view, you're up year over year, Yeah, right? So we have to understand that business is just like a heartbeat. It works in harmony when there's ups and there's downs. Yeah. But if you make decisions based on the down or you give too much weight to the up, yeah. then you literally lose the rest of the game. Well, and people are learning this lesson because the instant gratification was rewarded the yeah. last three or four years it ago. Was. And you could win with could. the instant gratification. And so that became the normal yep. in digital marketing yep. and in a lot of the space that we're both in. And people have had to kind of undo that yep. and accept the actual reality, which it's always been that way. There was just a season mm -hmm. where it was different. And I've noticed that the business owners, the faster that they're willing to step into that and play that long game that we've been talking about, the faster they go create success versus sitting in that resistance of like, it used to work and why aren't these people buying and I'm so mad and I'm putting stuff out there. Like I hear that all the time. Yep. And that's not the place to look at it from to actually move on to the next and start getting results and turning things Thousand around. Percent. And, and, and I think the way to land this one is understanding that the really the ultimate pain point of that instant gratification or even thinking like that in the business is when you have your expectations set to that and they're mm -hmm. not met, it actually creates stagnation and stagnation yeah. is what kills the business Yeah, because it creates an action, right? So when you're attached to the result rather than the input, mm -hmm. then that result ends up taking over and keeps moving the starting line for the next iteration or for the next test yeah. or for the next try. And so you also can't take it personally. Right. You have to be willing to look at it in a sense of like, oh, yeah, that didn't work. We won't do that again, but this did. But what are we going to do now? Not, yeah. oh my God, it didn't win. I didn't have a $100,000 launch. It didn't have a... The key word is yet. Because mm -hmm. in my opinion, with business and marketing, the ones who win are the ones that are willing to play until they win. Yeah. But you don't see them being like, oh my God, I struck out, so I'm never going to play baseball yeah. again. Or, oh my God, I fell snowboarding. I'm never going to snowboard again. Right. No. They're like, all right, cool. Maybe I won't do that way, yeah. that again. I'll try it differently. But the faster you can go from awareness to action the faster your business works. Mm -hmm. And anything that gets in the way of intentional action, not reactive action, not, oh my God, I didn't make my sales this month. Let me send three sales emails on the end of the month. Or jump to a new strategy. Or jump to a new <laughs> strategy or write a new webinar yeah. or record a new source. No, 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 that's reactive. But when you can really like come down and get this purview and realize what's there, then you can find the one plant that needs water mm -hmm. and then the next plant that needs water. Yeah. But that stagnation gap is the biggest pain point that I see with people measuring in the wrong window. Yeah. And because if you do that, all you're going to see is losses, right? Mm -hmm. And just as an incredible book recommendation for everybody, The Gap in the Gain by Benjamin Hardy and, and Dan mm -hmm. Sullivan, right? And even Tony Robbins has said this so many times. Elon Musk has said this so many times. Most people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. Yeah. And as a business owner and an entrepreneur, and I think this is a perfect place to land this episode, is any moment you're not taking an action that's doing something new or growing your business, your business is dying. 
Mm-hmm. And so collecting that evidence and taking it personal and getting frustrated is actually the thing that's making it a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And so this is how this game is won. It happens at $100,000 a year, $500,000 a year, $5 million a year, $10 million a year. The only thing that changes is the amount of people that are having to reflect with you yeah. and you having to teach reflection to those people mm-hmm. so that everybody's operating in that context. And so give things the chance to work mm-hmm. and give them the time, but make sure you're watering the right areas and make sure you're not getting upset and stressed of like, oh, my launch didn't go well. Yeah. Well, here's what's funny. On our side, it could have been your headline. Yeah. It could have been the one sentence the time in the ad. Of the it month. could have been the time of the month. <laughs> yeah. It could have been that something happened in the world that yeah. day that affected your business. Yeah. And then you're like, nope, baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. Nope. On to another one. Then you end up like me eight years ago where you make like 74 digital products in two years, sold them all once and never sold them again. Yeah. Right? Because it was always on to the next, yeah. on to the next, on to the next. And my wife said it so great. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're the king of launching six-figure businesses, but when are you actually going to give one the chance to win? Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? Yeah. And she's like, just because you hit the finish line doesn't mean you're done. Yeah. Go back and run another race and run another race and run another race. And I want to like, add one thing to what you said because you said just make sure you're watering the right areas. Yeah. Going for the the outcome is important, but there are sometimes little actions that you're going to do that aren't going to be the right areas. Yep. And that's okay. The faster mm-hmm. you can move on from that, the yep. faster you're going to move into progress. Because I think when you, when, you, when you say those things, people are like, well, I don't know what the right area is. It's like, neither do I. So I tried 10 things and two work. I'll answer the how right now. That's how you figure it out. Yeah. Iteration is the way to succeed, mm-hmm. right? And the only way to truly learn is to put things into practice in the real world where they're being utilized. Yeah. The best feedback is from the people you're trying to work with. So try things. If it works, keep doing it. If it doesn't, don't do it again. But yeah. don't write it off forever. Yeah. But being like, oh, in this time, in or this take moment, it personal. or in this season, yeah. it's not working. And definitely don't take it personally. Because like for the amount of video messages I've sent out and gotten responses back of like, why would you send me this? You're a psycho. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've probably sent close to 20,000 video messages. Yeah. I'm only good at them now. Because those first, you know, I don't know, 500 were probably the most embarrassing. I hope nobody saved them and they ever get posted again. Like, hey, so, uh, uh, um, hi, Um, thanks for following (laughs) uh, me and uh, I'm glad you're on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It has to start somewhere. Yeah. Right? And so just completely being unattached to what the result is, Mm -hmm. but using the result as just a piece of information to help you determine your next course of action is really the best path to be. Yeah. Yep. All right. Should we? I think we should wrap that one. Yep. And then we'll do a lot of the how. I will get into the how in the next one. And, and, I, and I feel like for everybody listening, like give yourself the time and space to think, mm-hmm. but don't allow your thinking to become the new procrastination modality. Mm, so good. Put containers on it. Give yourself 20 minutes a day with a blank piece of paper. And be like, what did I learn? Or mm-hmm. where can I show up? But then the moment you get an ounce of clarity, the pen goes down and you take an action yeah. and then you earn the right to reflect again mm-hmm. because no matter which way we slice this, it's the clarity is 5% of the game. It's the 95% is the execution and the consistency of making that clarity and giving it a chance to work mm-hmm. so that you know if it will work or won't work. You can call a play call, you can call an audible, but you can keep going Mm -hmm. and just know that there's going to be ups and downs. Like as entrepreneurs, I think we can say this and I think it's a perfect way to end the episode. It's not easy. No, it It, is not. It's simple. Yeah. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. 
and it's personal and it's emotional. And mm-hmm. these businesses are our babies. These are our passions. These are yep. things that we care about and we care about the people on the other end. What it's taken me 20 years to recognize is that the moment I take it personally on either side, both of us lose. Mm-hmm. And the moment I'm willing to look at it, not from that lens, I can help everybody in the game win, but I can't be attached to the result. Yeah, I have to be attached to the lesson and then make an adjustment. Yeah. So good. So let's wrap this one. So this concludes part one. Part two is going to be where? Part two will be on my podcast launching on George's birthday. On my birthday. December 27th. December 27th. So you have a little bit of time to reflect on this one. Yep. About... uh, Like three days. Three to four days. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then we're going to dive into the more tactical. Yeah. How. Yeah. Exact strategies you need to implement next year in your marketing predictions. Yep. What we're going to be doing with clients or our own marketing. Yep. I love it. So heat it. But remember, you can listen to this and do nothing or you can listen to this and do something. And I would recommend the latter because the something is what's going to create the results. So give yourself the reflection space. Listen to this again if something landed, if something resonated, if something was there. But give yourself the space and just start putting pieces into practice. And in the next episode on Emily's show, which by the way, where can everybody find your podcast? Yeah. So the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. Type that in. The Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. Yep. Find it everywhere that podcasts are done. I don't, I don't know. Everybody always says that so eloquently. And I'm like, how the fuck do you even say that? Everywhere that podcasts are published, it's the what? The Not For Lazy Marketers. The Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. So it'll drop there. So that's what we got today on today's episode of the Mind of George Show. Thanks for being my work wife. Uh, I love it. My co-host. We're all great. Everything's gravy. So for the who's listening, watching, um, uh, you might have actually got to a part of this episode where the video cut out. Emily and I were so beautiful that uh, we broke the camera, so I had to do some tech fishes, but the uh, the audio was there, so you might get a funny little B-roll part put into that one. <laughs> but thanks for being here. Thanks for loving us, for not having it be perfect, and uh, have an absolutely beautiful day. So we will either see you in the next episode or we'll hear you in your earballs, but either way, if 100% of you don't go to Emily's show, I'm going to hunt you down <laughs> and I'm going to kick you in the shins because it's going to be loaded with nuggets. So part one is complete. See you on part two. See you on part two. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.